Perhaps it's providential we have this particular gospel passage on today's feast day because it has, gives us opportunity to um, almost organically talk about prayer. And the Gospel of St. Luke and the Gospel of Matthew, St. Matthew, uh, both tell us, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find. The Gospel of Luke proceeds with, of course, this parable of the, the man who goes and asks for a loaf of bread at night. It gives us opportunity to consider, you know, what is our philosophy of prayer. You know, there are some in the world that, that have a philosophy of prayer that it's uh, like a vending machine. If I just put in my coin, I put in my time, I'm going to get A1. I'm going to get healing. Or I'm going to be, get B5. I'm, uh, I'm going to get uh, healing for a friend. Or I'm going to get money. Or I'm going to get... And when that doesn't work, people get disappointed. Or there's the other side of things. And I think that's part of the reason Jesus uses the image of knocking. We can knock on a door all we want. But if no one's inside, no one's going to answer and sometimes people pray as if they don't expect an answer. So they're just doing cursory things. But then we have the people, and hopefully we're among them, that knowing that we have a good and gracious God who will give us what we truly need. Back to the, the parable, imagine, I found myself imagining, you know, it's one thing to ask for a loaf of bread, it's a completely another thing to ask for something you don't need. Oh, oh, my friend, give me a TV. I need a TV. Oh, I, I, need, I need a lawnmower. I don't have a lawn, but I need a lawnmower. Give me a lawn. I need a chainsaw. No reason. Just give. Our uh, neighbor is probably not going to be so kind to us. But if we ask for what we truly need, our neighbor will give it not just because of the friendship, as Jesus says, but because of persistence, because he sees that that is needed. And we have a God that is good, just, perfect, that knows exactly what we need. And we pray not to change his mind, but rather to show that we do believe that we need it, too. And in addition, we know that there are those that are opposed to God's will, that would do anything to stand in our way of pursuing God, or standing, not that they can necessarily stand in God's way, but stand in direct opposition to God's plan. And when we pray, there is a battle that is being won and waged, I should say, and, and it is won by, by Christ eventually. And prayer is entrance into that battle. And so we, would, we should not be squeamish, and every year we have this today's feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. Uh, those that know the true story of why we celebrate this feast, why it's called Our Lady Victory, or Help of Christians, or, or Our Lady of the Rosary, of course, we're, we're told, shh, don't tell people that, that's awful. Well, it is awful. Because the story, and the story needs to be told. On this day, 450 years ago this year, in uh, 1571, for those that need, need math help, like I do this morning, there was a great battle that they saw that was going to need to be waged. The Ottoman Empire was seeking to take Malta, which would have controlled the whole 
Mediterranean region. Malta was a very important uh, point uh, of contact at that point. And Malta is, of course, in the middle, uh, close to the Straits of Gibraltar. Had they taken Malta, Christianity might have fallen. And that was ultimately their goal. The Ottomans and the reason we're not, uh, we're told we shouldn't talk about this is because the Ottomans were Muslim. And the other, uh, the other side of the battle was Catholic. The Protestant Reformation already occurred. The Protestant says, well, that's your battle. We don't care. Until they realized how close it got. And then all of a sudden became Christianity's battle against those that would seek to destroy Christianity. And I'm not condemning Muslim at all, but those that would, uh, would seek to destroy Christianity. See, they had the thought that to be good practicers of Muslim, and again, it's a, it was a radicalized perhaps, meant to eliminate all other forms of religion, including Christianity. What they failed to realize is that really Muslims are a corruption of Christianity and Judaism. Just historically, I'll just leave it there. The Don Juan of Austria, Pope Pius V, understood that this battle needed to be waged. And so they knew that the fleet was gathering in Lepanto off the coast of, uh, in Greece, the other side of, uh, of Italy from Malta, almost exactly the other um, again as much. And Don Juan gathered a fleet of 215 galley ships, the big rowing ships. They were powered by human rowing and went into battle against 225 galley ships of the Ottoman Empire, along with 50 smaller ships. Man-wise, it was 80,000 to 120,000, of which many of the 120,000 were slaves, Christian slaves, especially Catholic slaves, most particularly. So to free them, too, in the morning of October 7th, at dawn, the wind was favorable for the Ottoman Empire. The wind was at their backs, pushing them towards the battle. And so Catholics rowing into the wind prayed even more. Pope Pius V, being a Dominican, of course, the spreader of the rosary, asked, had asked for prayers, especially on that day, but all along, to be prayed the rosary to be prayed, that the battle, not against the flesh and blood, but the battle against the, the, those that would seek to destroy Christianity would be won. The wind changed direction, which it rarely does in that area of the world, uh, at least as, as it did. And the Christians found that the wind was in their favor, and they put to flight the Ottoman Empire. It was the last major sea battle fought by human-powered rowing ships, and the greatest, the biggest of all. Had they won, you can play this game, or had they won at the Battle of, or the uh, Siege of Vienna, which was um, 1585, or if I remember right, don't quote me on the year, um, and that was a land siege, we might not be here as Catholics. Because 
That was their goal, driven by a hatred of Catholicism. And so it was prayer when, after the battle was ended and they realized that the Christians had won. Some 20,000 uh, Christians, Catholics, had, had been freed from slavery and, and many others were, for, for, um, even Muslims, were in slavery to the uh, rowing ships of the Ottoman Empire. Uh, so many were freed. Pius V knew that it was through Our Lady, through the rosary, the praying of the rosary. He didn't see it as a divine vending machine, and he knew that God was good, that God was going to protect the church, and after all, it says in Matthew, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And he asked that from that day forward that this day would be celebrated, would be honoring Our Lady of the Rosary, Our Lady of Victory, it reminds us that the battles that we are entering, when we call the rosary a weapon, we're told not to do that too by PC experts, but it is a weapon and is a weapon against spiritual realities that would seek our destruction. And how people so easily fall into those spiritual realities that would seek our destruction or they ignore them. And that's the devil's greatest trick. Well, I'm not real. I don't exist. Just ignore me. Ignore the man behind the curtain pulling all the strings. Ignore the demon behind the curtain, pulling all the strings. And well, we have strings to pull, too. And when we do them, it's the helm of our Blessed Mother's clothing, the rosary, to pray well, to not, not ignore and not to be squeamish about it, but rather to realize, like I already said, the battle is against not against flesh and blood, but against the demonic. And may the Sacred Heart of Jesus help us win it.